What's up, everybody? Before we get started, I got to tell you guys about a new partner we have. We've partnered with a premier dispensary with smoke and hot deals to offer Solace Meds. They have four convenient Colorado locations, one in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DMVR bar on East Colfax. And one of the coolest things that they are doing right now is that they're giving away a trip to Jamaica for two in the month of April. All you got to do is head into one of their six locations. They have two in Oklahoma City and you can sign up to win a trip to Jamaica. They'll give you all the details on how to enter or you can visit www.solacemeds.com sweepstakes to find out the rules. No purchase necessary, but if you do want to purchase something, use that promo code DMVR20 for 20% off and get your name in that raffle. No purchase necessary. Open to legal residents of Colorado 21 plus or Oklahoma 18 plus. Ends April 30th, 2021. Official rules, like I said, www.solacemeds.com sweepstakes void where prohibited this raffle ends april 30th so you gotta go in now show these guys some dnvr love and make sure you get in before it ends on april 30th to win a trip to jamaica if you head in let us know and tag us when you do nobody out three and two on charlotte Jokic gets it across the timeline gets a high pick and pop with murray Lindsay breaking through taken away by nathan mckinnon two on two with landis guy Nikola Jokic. Save me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Take a good look. You won't see it for long. Two-run home run. Trevor Story. Lock. End zone. Touchdown. Number two for Sutton. Got it. Oh, man. That's from way downtown. And the blue arrow is flying at Pepsi Center. Score! It's too good to be true. Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery. I am your host, Allie Monroy, and with me today, I've got Drew Creaseman, AJ Hayfley, Andre Simone, and Eric Weedham slash D-Line. Drew is open on up a Breck Brew Hop Peak IPA. I have got a good company seltzer, and Drew and I have been having, Drew and I have been having Wi-Fi issues, which I think I'm having again. Are we good? Top notch, top notch Wi-Fi, top notch Wi-Fi. Okay, we've been having Wi-Fi issues, so we need this <laughs> for this no Friday. No doubt. Cheers. Uh, today, you guys can tell by the headline, we are talking about best draft classes um, in Denver sports history. The NFL draft is right around the corner happening next week. We are doing an incredible draft day live like we've done for all of our other um, sports so that's going to be awesome with Andre Henry and Ryan hosting, having a bunch of guests. Definitely check that out next Thursday. Be sure to follow our YouTube so you can see all of that. Um, but yeah, so drafts coming up. We're going to talk best draft classes. And I'm actually going to start with AJ because I feel like last night before the Avs game, we were talking about a lot of different draft classes and it's kind of hard to narrow down. AJ said there's like one I feel like is the best, but then there's others that are pretty close or could be even better in the future. So AJ, let's start with you. What do you think is the best draft class in Avs history? So I think, I think we got to start with 1998. Uh, they had four first round picks because 
the Avs wanted the goal. The goal was for the Avs to trade all four of those first rounders, move all the way up to number one and take Vincent LeCavalier, who Pierre Lacroix absolutely adored. Now, the Tampa Bay Lightning said, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning said, great, we'll take all four of those first rounders and Peter Forsberg, and we'll give you the chance to take LeCavalier. The Avs were like, that's crazy. We aren't going to do that. We'll hold on to Forsberg and the four first rounders. They used the four first rounders. They got four NHL players out of it, three of whom were on the 2001 Stanley Cup team. Uh, they got Alex Tangay, Martin Skula, Robin Regeer, and Scott Parker. Now, all of those names are familiar to longtime Avalanche fans. Alex Tangay is one of the better forwards in team history. Uh, Martin Skula was around for a few years. Uh, never quite lived up to his full billing, uh, but was was a had a nice career. Was a legit NHL player. Good, a good, a good defenseman for a couple of years. And Scott Parker sounds crazy to use a first round pick on an enforcer, given that enforcers don't even have jobs in the NHL anymore. But when you have four of them, why not, right? And Parker was Parker was a good one. He was he was one of the one of the best face punchers of his generation. You know, everybody <laughs> everybody loves the sheriff. One of the best face punchers. Wow. He, was. He, he, I mean, he was a really good face puncher. I'm he gonna was, have to go Google a, face puncher highlights. Well, he was he was like he was a legitimately good fighter. There were a lot of guys that were willing to fight in that era who weren't really that good at fighting. Scott Parker, Scott Parker would hurt you. Yeah, he like was a he was, he was a he was a dude that other dudes stayed up late at night thinking that guy's gonna punch me in the face tomorrow. And what that that was not an appealing option. Um, so four guys, four guys in the first round, um, didn't do much with the other picks that they had. Philippe Sauvé had a cup of coffee. Uh, Steve Moore was the other guy that that came out of that draft class where Thanks. obviously there's, there's a big giant. What if there, you know, who, who knows? Maybe if Todd Bertuzzi was less of a piece of shit and didn't end his career because he was mad, then who knows? But the story of that draft class, those four first rounders, Robin Regeer, obviously, uh, he was included in the Theo Fleury deadline deal um, shortly after, so he never played for the Avs, but ended up playing a thousand games in the NHL. Wow! So all four guys, I mean, four first round, four first round picks, all of them ended up legit NHL players. That's it's hard to do today. It's, it was really hard to do in 1998, and to get three guys who contributed on a cup championship team three years later. That's the gold standard. You guys last night were talking about how this last draft might be a great one with Alex Newhook, Bowen Byram, and a few others um, that they might be up there if they perform the way we believe they will once they get to the NHL. Yeah, this this next class, the, the the class that you could say right now the could be is definitely the 19 class. Obviously, Bowen Byram, Alex Newhook in the first round, 
Yeah. Those guys are those guys are off to great starts. Bowen Byron's already in the NHL. And for a 19-year-old, I'm look, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I've I've spent the last 30 years watching every every teenage kid come into the NHL, but it's <laughs> in in the 10 years in which I have been watching the NHL like I do now, uh, I have never seen I have never seen a teenager as defensively advanced as Bowen Byron. And that was not the expectation. That was not his hype when he was coming in. It was all, it was going to be about offense first and then we'll see defensively. Yeah. And defensively he's, he ended up being exceptional with the offense lagging far behind. So. Reminds me of a third baseman. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see right now. Yeah. That. If he can get to that kind of level, while Kale McCarr and Sam Gerrard are still there, but I'm not going to give you this again. But Alex Newlook, look, Alex Newlook, my favorite song right now. <laughs> Alex Newlook tore up college hockey for two years, went to the WJCs, showed well for Team Canada, and then has been promoted into the AHL and has three AHL games under his belt and has scored in two of them. Yep, I was going to say, and he's scoring goals, and people are loving it. Every yeah. single Avs show, people are in the comments about Alex Newhook <laughs> yeah. and Rampo Santa. <laughs> yeah, Sample, Sample Ranta is definitely another another guy to be excited about. Um, the other guys in that 19 draft class, though, Drew Hallison, uh, a, a rugged defenseman, uh, more of a defensive defenseman type. I've always said that if he maxes out, he's Adam Foote. And he just had a big time breakout second year at, at Boston College. Still, so again, this class is still almost all potential. Yeah. But it's trending in the direction that makes you very excited. Uh, Drew Hellison's first year was very, very mediocre and very forgettable. But his second year was exactly what you wanted. And right now he's on he's in line to get a to get a contract at the end of his junior year next year and start his pro career. And be an important player for the Avs because he's big and he's physical and he's mean and he brings an edge that the Colorado defense currently is a little lacking in. And he's also right-handed, which in the NHL is a big deal for defensemen. They're very hard to find. So you've got that guy. Mid-round picks are always a who knows. Matt Steinberg has kind of been a ghost this year. He got hurt and we don't really know anything else. He just sort of disappeared. Uh, Alex Bocage has been one of the elite goal scorers in the queue for the last couple of years and should be turning pro any day now with an ELC and has an NHL caliber shot right now. Has to figure out how to use it in pro hockey. Has to figure out how to be a pro hockey player and his skating is going to be a problem. We'll see if he can, if, if, if that can get up to speed in, in the pros, but that is that is a guy with a lot of hype. And then the last couple of guys, Sasha Mutala, Luca Burzan, guys that we like on the app side of things, you never know. Trent Miner is a goaltender who went back to juniors and put up five shutouts in six games. Ooh. So the apps have to decide if they want to give him a contract or not. That's a pretty good way to get to winning argument. So oh, yeah. that's the the nineteen the twenty nineteen class could be amazing. Yeah. If even if it just ends up Bowen Byram and Alex Newhook, it's it's got the chance to be 
very, very good. When we were talking about this topic that we wanted to do this week, I was talking to AJ and I was like, no way we could. Some of our other shows, we talk about best, best athlete, um, best moment. And we can all like decide on one together, which one's the absolute best between Denver sports. But all the drafts are just so different. And I mean, hearing AJ talk about, you know, like uh, the juniors and just the AHL and there's just, and then Drew, you also agree. You've got the minors. Like it's so different compared to basketball and football, baseball and hockey. So there's no way for us to choose really one, especially because baseball, I mean, how many guys get drafted? Drew? <laughs> Hundreds, of like, them. like Hundreds the Rockies get like how many guys compared to the Nuggets who get or the basketball, the NBA it gets like two or three, um, and then obviously six or seven for uh, NHL and NFL. There we go. It's too many little acronyms. My brain is like, which one? You got it. <laughs> um, so it's hard. So we're not going to choose an ultimate winner, but we are just going to discuss each one. So. Let's move on. Let's keep it at Ball Arena and let's move to Eric. Talk about the Nuggets. What is the Nuggets' best draft class? Well, the Nuggets' best draft class is an obvious one, I believe. It happened not that long ago. And if you look at the official Wikipedia page, you might miss it. Because in 2014, it says the Denver Nuggets selected with their first-round pick Doug McDermott out of Creighton. Dougie Buckets? <laughs> Dougie McBuckets. <laughs> Doug McBuckets. Um, Exciting which is stuff. true. Yeah, which is true. They did draft Doug McDermott, but they drafted Doug McDermott for the Chicago Bulls because they had made a trade uh, to acquire the rights of one Gary Harris. And then they also got a pick from the Bulls that they conveyed into Yusuf Nurkic that same year. And then in the second round, they got a player you may have heard. His name is Nikola Jokic, of course. They picked him number 41. There was a quesarito on the screen while it happened. Yep. <laughs> it was a big that, deal. That's like his claim to fame, honestly, yep. here in Denver. You know, it's just the quesarito. Yeah. <laughs> when Taco Bell said that they were canceling the quesarito, all I could think about was Nicole Yoko. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. We all felt slighted. And frankly, I, I we as long as I'm starting fights on the internet, I, I think I might pick it up with Taco Bell. Let them know Can't if they you, messed up I think you can still order that, but you have to have the app, right? Yeah. Or you have to yeah. have a second round pick in order to do oh, it. Oh, yeah. that, that's what it is. That's the, that's the one. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. So... Yeah, so like this, I mean, this was like really exciting at the time. I remember I didn't, I mean, Nikola Jokic was obviously like, I knew of him a little bit because I may have told you the story. Like I sat um, in my cubicle, the a cubicle that was across from me was a guy that was from Greece. And so he was like very, very tuned into that region of the world. And so he was telling me a little bit about how Nikola Jokic had won MVP of the Adriatic League and you should be, you know, and so that was like kind of uh, exciting. But as far as we knew, he was just going to be a quote unquote draft and stash and he would just play out in the European leagues. We'd hear tale of him. Maybe he'd come over, um, but he ended up coming over right away. Um, and then Yusuf Nurkic, you know, I absolutely hate him now. And the reason I hate him is because I loved him. Same thing with, <laughs> with Carmelo Anthony. Like he. Um, don't don't get Drew started on. Don't bring up Carmelo Anthony. Well, this is a, then, <laughs> frankly, frankly, that's untrue. If he wants to bring, <laughs> but I'm saying like uh, Yusuf Nurkic is just like he comes into the league. The story with Yusuf Nurkic is that he was just this. The, the, there was an NBA or a, a, a basketball scout that came across 
Nurkic's dad. Nurkic's dad is like somehow he's like six foot nine, like almost 400 pounds, and he's a police officer. He's just this giant mass of a human being. And the scout asked him if he had a son. He was like, I do have a son. And so he like got him into basketball. <laughs> and that's Yusuf Nurkic. What a story. Yeah, super weird story. So he's, he's just this giant Bosnian. He, and when he first came over, he was named the Bosnian Bear. And then it turned into the Bosnian beast. And then it turned into the asshole. Now we all hate him because he, he quit on the nuggets. And he Adult language, his, Eric. It is still quit on the three nu- o'clock. Well, AJ used the S word earlier, so I felt entitled. But he... <laughs> <laughs> so he... <laughs> AJ's face. Yeah, but he, um, you know, like the first while that Nurkic was here he you know like he went up against Boogie Cousins and he like blocked him and he clowned him he like knocked him down and pointed at him and I was like what this is incredible because the Nuggets had just been pushed around for years and years um so and Gary Harris you know Gary Harris was very slow coming out of the gates it's sad because both of these two of the two of these four three guys have now been traded but um they were very fundamental to the rebirth that the Nuggets are now enjoying the fruits of. But, um, you know, at, at the time, I didn't quite know what we had, but it did feel promising. I loved that Tim, Tim Conley was like such a wheeler and dealer on uh, draft night, which he has continued that trend. That's like what who he is. He, he's always like looking to turn one pick into two. And sometimes that turns into you draft, you know. Uh, Lighten. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you end up, you know, you draft uh, – Donovan Mitchell and it turns into Tyler Lydon because he tried to be slick, but <laughs> every now and again it works. Like this last draft, this most recent draft, this could be another situation where, um, you know, it's very recent, so we don't know exactly how it would have turned out. It's hard to say it would be now, but when we got both Zeke Naji and also, also R.J. Hampton, who, you know, if, if the Nuggets are able to actually do something with um, Aaron Gordon under our roof with uh, you know, the trade we were able to make with RJ Hampton that will end up looking really good. But um, beyond, uh, the, the other, like the other draft class that is, you know, sort of scratches that is 2016 where we both, we got Wancho Hernan Gomez. This was another one where we ended up getting more picks by trading. We, we Obviously the first yeah. pick we got Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray, the number seven pick, the, the very obvious pick, but then we got Wancho Hernan Gomez and Malik Beasley who are two great players um, because of success in the draft. We just had so many players. We just had so many good players that nobody could like half of them couldn't get any minutes. So we just had these like really transcendent players that were just sitting on the bench. Um, so it's hard to like really say that those, those were that ended up being a really great draft class for the Nuggets. Cause it didn't super benefit them. Uh, we ended up having to trade uh, Hernan Gomez and Beasley for, just one draft pick. Um, yeah, I was gonna so say if that trade, <laughs> if that trade was just a little better, then yeah. that draft class could have meant just a little more. Totally, and I mean, Malik it, Beasley and Juancho Hernan Gomez did great things for like the culture of the Nuggets, and like oh, the sure. fans loved them. But just like, okay, Andre, roll your eyes. <laughs> but like production <laughs> on the court, of course, was just not equivalent to like Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, you know, I was kind of like scanning back through the the annals of time here to see if there were any other amazing draft classes, and I have to say, there were not. Nope, <laughs> there were like Andre a couple good players. 
<laughs> a couple of good players every now and again. You get a Dikemi Matumbo, but then you pair him with a Mark Macon. I'll get you. <laughs> I mean, we got like Jalen Rose. You paired that with a Brent Berry. It's just, you know, a lot of like, oh, I mean, it, it really explains why the Nuggets were just in a yes. terrible wasteland for years and years and years and years and years. Um, and what it means, like, like the difference between having, you know, competent management at top with an actual plan in place and like how quickly you can turn around an entire organization and how, you know, like one thing begets another, begets another, begets another. And now, you know, we're in a place where we're actually not just crying for people to pay attention to the nuggets. They're actually paying attention to them. So it's, it's a beautiful thing, but that all started in 2014. Yeah. <laughs> we should just give you a round of applause. You you yeah. ended that so well. It all you tied full circle. Um, speaking of just the Nuggets and the Avs, we had a in your feels Avs show last night. That was so great. Avs fans highly recommend um, going to listen, especially the ending of that. And basically, AJ and Rudo were just saying like, and so many people in the comments, which is was just so great, is that these runs with the Nuggets and the Avs are even more fun because of the community that we have around each other. Incredible. And like being able to come to the DNVR bar, watch a Nuggets game. Like I said last week, like if you're a Nuggets fan, you guys, you got to come down here. It is just such a fun environment. Same with the Avs. But I feel like you really have – there's nowhere in Denver that has like this type of energy. Like when Gary was still on the team, they were like chanting, Gary Harris. Yeah. <laughs> So good. And I just feel like there's no other real bar or anything like that that has that environment except the arena. Um, so Nuggets fans, you definitely have to come down here. Avs fans, it is so much fun. There's so many great memories. And and basically, like, this would obviously still be incredible, but you just have such a family, a community that makes it even better. And we appreciate you all listening to the show and listen and who support us along the way. Cause I mean, this has been just like the nuggets and the abs. This has been a process, you know, it's been years and years and, and to get to the point we are now with both these teams and the NBR is just really, really incredible. It's so true. And, and the, the thing about it happening this year of all years is you can't go to ball arena. You can't go to Pepsi center. Like it's, there's something just, it's a kismet that we were, you know, sort of building this community and all these good feelings over this past year when you couldn't really do anything. And now the teams are returning in kind and actually becoming incredible. It's like, now we all have all of these people that are paying attention to this ride. And it seems like it actually might pay off. And if you come to a Nuggets game on a weekday when it's not that busy, there's a good chance that we will force you to drink Rakia. <laughs> well that's just one of the perks you know you get to drink some rakia um we gotta have aj try some rakia that would be a fun video see how he reacts. Look at him face. i don't think he's had rakia just yet <laughs> everybody everybody who drinks it everyone who drinks it goes no that's not as bad as you made it seem and it's true i make it seem much worse because no michaela like shivered like michaela had like a full body reaction <laughs> that's a preview of what i'm gonna look like when i try it it's, it's intense no i'm not gonna lie to you it is very intense but it tasted like strong whiskey which it's not it's not supposed to taste like whiskey at all i got yelled like i got whoops well, when brandy. i said that but it's plum brandy or pear brandy to me like whiskey <laughs> but um andre were you gonna say something i was just gonna say that sounds like the serbian equivalent of calling turkey dry 
at Thanksgiving. Some things you just don't do, and comparing Rocky to whiskey is one of those. Unbelievable. I'm sorry. Unbelievable. I, we just, I apologize. Should we just shut this down? Anyways, um, yeah. I had a great transition, and you guys distracted me. I'm trying <laughs> to get go. it back, but I really don't remember it. Um, it's a great time to be a DNVR member. Uh, you get to come down to the bar. You get member-sized beers. And also, if you're a Breck Brew fan, we've got Breck Brew on tap. Tap. What the, what kind of accent was that? Um, and we are going to rumor on the street as we're going to get some good company seltzers in here. So you get to try them. There are so many great things. When you sign up to become a DNVR member, you get to add it onto the DNVR lounge discord, which just I've told you guys so many times before is like a community. Um, and if you're just watching us on YouTube and you do not know who we are, go to the DNVR.com or you're just listening to the podcast for the first time. We just do an excellent job five days a week, cover all the sports. These guys kill it. Like I said, draft show coming up. It's really for the diehard fans. And right now, if you sign up to become a member, you get a annual DMVR member. You get a free shirt of your choice from the DMVR locker, but you will also get a recovery holistic stick from Holistic Wellness. Um, you guys all know we love CBD products and Holistic Wellness is just one of them. Um, it's like a little stick that you put in your drink and it helps you with aches and pains, tiredness, migraines, all that type of stuff. And if you go to holisticwellness.com, use the promo code DMVR30 and you will get 30% off your first purchase. So definitely check that out. And it's just, it's such a fun community, guys. It's its awesome to see you guys and meet you guys. And that's a reminder, if you come down to the DMVR bar and you see us wandering around, don't be shy. Come say hi. We love meeting you. We love talking to you. At least I do. I guess I can't speak for everyone else here, but. Yeah, don't talk to me. I, I've got my own <laughs> <press going on. laughs> All right. The Nuggets play tonight. I have been just obsessed with Michael Porter Jr. three-pointers on DraftKings Sportsbook because it's just giving you free money. Go get that. Go be a part of that. Andre, what are a few other bets that you would place tonight for the or for the Nuggets? For the Nuggets, uh, I love Will Barton. I think this is a Will Barton night over 14 and a half. You can ride that easily and then uh, – you know, Drew, Drew's got a member of my circle of trust on the mound tonight for the Rockies as Headman? well. So good day of wagering oh, all around in this gorgeous city, yes. You got to like it when he's on the mound. Good chance for the Rockies to win. That was my DraftKings pick of the week on the other show. So There you go. Oh, nice. Away. Now you got you double dipped. If you heard, if you got that, you got to watch Rockies podcast to get those normally. But you got lucky. Take the Rocks tonight. <laughs> that doesn't sound like double dipping. That sounds like getting to skip your show. We already got the info. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. no. Why, why would you do such a thing? I'm why would anyone? I'm just kidding. 24-7 Colorado Rockies. I would never. Never miss <laughs> the Nuggets are on tonight. Uh, the Rockies are on. Definitely check that out. Like I said, come down to the DNVR bar. But we've also got some UFC happening this weekend. And right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering a when you turn, you could turn $5 into $130 in free bets. If the title contender of your choice wins, you got to download that top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR to get in on that deal. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code DNVR to turn $5 into $130 in free bets. If the fighter of your choosing takes home the crown for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older Colorado only new customers, only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 i all 
I'll, I'll get fast to that. Everyone else on this can read those so quickly. You know, it just takes me a little longer, but I'll, I'll get there. Before we get into Broncos and Rockies, Strava Craft Coffee. If we're not drinking Breck Brews, we are drinking some Strava Craft Coffee. We have it on tap at the DMVR bar. They're cold brew. It is so good. I highly recommend it. It wakes you up. As Brendan Vote says, it, it, you're honking like a goose when you drink it. So they also will have a stand at our golf tournament tomorrow. Ooh. So in the morning before golf, you'll be able to have some Strava Craft Coffee. And they're one of our longest partners. And they're not feeling the love like they normally do from you guys. So please, we've always told you guys, supporting our partners really helps support us. So you can save 25% off your first purchase when you use the code DNVR25. Definitely go check that out. And like I said, you can get it at the DMVR bar. You can order it. There's a monthly subscription, so you never run out of coffee. Um, and then you can get it at the golf tournament tomorrow, which is going to be so much fun. That's going to be confusing. We won't know if it's the actual geese that are honking or the members. Oh, God. <laughs> Eric's going to be like on the fourth hole, literally actually honking. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that happening if we had Strava and Breck. We yeah. all have a role to play. Yeah, we all have a role. I'm glad that yours is acting like a goose. <laughs> honking like a goose. Well, in the process of acting like one, you will also honk. <laughs> She's got you there, Eric. She got you there. All right, Andre. Let's move on to the NFL. Who do you yeah. think is the best draft class in Broncos history? It's a fun little debate. Um, it all centers around a couple different draft classes that, like AJ's, the Avs were key in uh, some championship runs. Obviously, Eric with the uh, Nuggets didn't have such an option when he was sifting through his draft classes for the Unreal. Nuggets. Real. Um, but I presume that's why, like, AJ, you didn't pick a draft like the 09 draft, where on paper, Duchesne, O'Reilly, Tyson Berry looks great, but not a great feels draft for Avs fans. Cause, uh, well, like a great draft class. Yeah. Yeah. A great draft class. They accomplished nothing. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Um, and to hope that this podcast isn't remembered the same way, I give you three draft classes for the Broncos. Oh, 1983. Wow pulling off the Elway trade to start the draft. Then you end the draft with the greatest 12th round pick of all time, Carl Mecklenburg. And you also have a long time backup. Oh, and by the way, your head coach who won you another Super Bowl and Gary Kubiak. So that's a fun draft class. And then it really comes down to the draft classes that built a Super Bowl 50 team. You could go 2010 where they got Demarius Thomas. McDaniels's final draft was kind of a wacky one. Tebow's in that one and what have you. Um, but it really is going to come down to 2011 where you have Von Miller, Raheem Moore, uh, obviously not remembered well, but but a key starter for his first four years. Orlando Franklin, another key starter. And Julius Thomas, who while he was a, a bit of a shooting star, that stretch he had under Peyton Manning was really spectacular. So you have, you know, two stars and two solid starters there. The 2012 draft where you have no first rounders, though you really kind of built the basis of that no fly zone defense, especially in the front seven with Derek Wolf, Malik Jackson, and Danny Trevathan. You also had Brock Osweiler, obviously a key contributor to that Super Bowl season. 
So it's a fun debate. I think 83 is the more epic one when you have two guys that are going to be in the, you know, in the ring of fame. That's that's hard to beat, especially when it's arguably, you know, the greatest player in franchise history and uh, one of the five greatest defenders in franchise history. Um, but I think 2011 with Vaughn in there could really give 83 a run for for its money. So it's really between those two. What do you guys think since he brought it up as a debate? 83 or 2011? Well, fill us in. Like, who is the defensive? You just assume everybody knows all these players. Uh, Elway and Elway and who? Mecklenburg. Okay. He said that. Oh, I missed it. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> Pay I, attention, Eric. I was. I was not paying. I got. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're looking at the Slack because Ryan's not on the podcast and making the Slack go off. So. Oh no! I was looking at Twitter. I was saying, oh, well, oh. Another. <laughs> oh, oh, don't be that guy. I would, I, <laughs> You got to go Elway. It's got to be Elway. Elway's draft is the winning draft. I mean, that's you in that draft. You select a player that ultimately defines the city of Denver for many, many decades. So I don't know. I don't know how you can get around that. Like, I mean, I Von Miller is incredible. That's an incredible draft, and also netted Super Bowls. But John Elway was Denver for like until probably now. Yeah, Yeah, he probably still is. He probably still is. So. AJ Drew, you guys yeah. agree? Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to argue against that. I mean, from a purely football perspective, there's a bunch of draft classes that would be in contention. I think, but from yeah. a from an impact and cultural perspective, and even though obviously yes, they didn't pick him, but right, you know, we we were we're cool with the we're cool with the Nuggets drafts where they drafted yeah. Like again, like they they, yeah. they, they the didn't Doug draft Mc- Gary Harris. Yeah, the Doug McDermott draft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's that's just kind of at this point that's semantics. Uh, for all for all meaningful intents and purposes, he used that draft class and Elway. Elway. I mean, the Broncos and and Elway. Like without their success, you know, if if Elway never comes right. To Denver, yeah. and they just roll along with you know who knows quarterbacks or whatever. They never have that superstar. They never have that like city defining superstar. Mm-hmm. Does is is Denver Kansas City? You know, are right. there are is the do they do they not end up with abs multiple? You, yeah. the, do the abs and Rockies not happen because Elway yeah. put Denver on the sports map in such a major and meaningful way yeah from a cultural standpoint like geez is this is this that's a, a really good point town? yeah that would be crazy like or maybe a one sport town because the nuggets are just unsustainable. they're like forget denver altogether it's just the floyd little broncos forever and we're talking about bronc life you know and uh, <laughs> like will we ever win a playoff game at home yeah uh, <laughs> Yeah, AJ, what a dark alternate reality you've depicted. I think 83, we can all agree, <laughs> greatest draft in Denver sports history. So we've accomplished our goal with this podcast. Good for us. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah. mean, I mean, with AJ's argument no. of it would be Kansas City and it'd be right. the Broncos and Nuggets, I guess that's true. It, the g- g- greatest, we could call it the most important. <laughs> right, greatest. Yeah, we agree totally. Oh. We no, can he's say saying that. greatest but important are different. The sun would have never shined on Denver. That's it would right. just be snowy year-round right. if that draft doesn't occur. 
I, I could no, agree with you more. We don't have automobiles. Right? It's still horses and carriages. Yeah, wow. Yeah. John Elway yeah. no just did so much yeah. for yeah. for this state. That's wow. right. Old Cowtown, it would still smell like Fort Collins in Denver. I couldn't agree more with you, AJ. Fort Collins also? Is, I you son of a really. bitch. You oh, son of a bitch. I, you take that back. That was that inflammatory. Is, <laughs> inflammatory. It was false. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the number one rated place to live, as rated by Better Homes and Gardens, many years in a row. All right. Actually, okay. I'm pretty sure Boulder has been no, listed no. as the oh, yeah. place oh, no. to live. Hometown, and then then Denver. Hometown. Boulder and then college. Denver. It doesn't matter. They've still college. been rated we're, like we're the best place to live. Born and raised. That's fine, <laughs> but... Like, I have lived in Colorado long enough to know you say Greeley when you say that. You don't bring up for Yeah, I was very confused about Fort Collins. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Unbelievable. I, I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I I'm just saying Boulder has won a lot of rewards. Yeah. I am not yeah, going but, to. So but, it's great if you come from out of state or you come from California or you're very oh. rich. And otherwise, if you love if you love Colorado, the people of Colorado, kind people, Fort Collins is a place. All right, continue. Okay, that's for another podcast. Uh, I won't go into it. it? Um, what Drew? <laughs> no, I'm, what, yes. what Drew? <laughs> oh, sorry. Hello. Um, goodness. All right. Well, next week's the Denver Sports Podcast is going to be all about the draft. I was going to ask Andre like thoughts on how he's feeling, what he thinks is what he thinks is actually going to happen. The Broncos have the ninth overall pick uh, on next Thursday. So that's going to be an interesting one. George Payton came out and said that they are possibly going to get a QB. So it's going to be an interesting one. Like I said, check out our draft show. And then next week's the Denver Sports Podcast is going to have the Broncos guys, the draft guys, and we're going to talk about what the Broncos did the first night of the draft. So definitely check that out. So we won't get into it right now. There's a bunch of preview series um, on our YouTube. You should check that out because they go into targets at nine. What happens if they trade up? What happens if they trade down? So if you're interested in that type of topic, conversation, check out our youtube and all that stuff so drew let's finish off with the mlb and the rockies what do you think is the rockies best draft class so like you were saying earlier this is like it's hard for you guys (laughs) with with, with baseball because like there's a similar to the john elway argument where you could just go to 2009 and say they drafted nolan arenado and that's kind of it like that's the best uh, especially when you you see where they got him. Actually, in 2009, they drafted him. It was, what, the 59th overall pick. Here are the three players the Rockies drafted before drafting Nolan Arenado. Uh, Tyler Matzik with the 11th overall pick, which uh, his career in Colorado is misremembered a little bit. He actually did have some decent uh, years with Colorado and, and then has since regained his, his form elsewhere. Uh, Tim Wheeler. Remember Tim Wheeler with the uh, 32nd overall pick? The 34th overall pick was Rex Brothers. And then wow. with the 59th overall pick, they drafted Nolan Arenado. So, again, baseball drafts are weird like this, where the best player is not even AJ. It's just not having it. Uh, <laughs> Rex Brothers I mean, but- was one of, like, my big heartbreaks for a prospect. I loved oh, Rex Brothers. I thought he was going to be an elite reliever. I he had, he had all the season stuff. He was. For like, one season. He had all the stuff to be a special, like, left-handed, like, impact reliever, not just a loogie. And 
Yeah, and these names hurt. Yeah, these names hurt to hear you list off. So much yeah. hope. So much. Yeah. Hope. Uh, just a few other big leaguers who were also taken in that draft. Ben Paulson and Rob Scahill, Dustin Garneau, just organizational guys. But sneakily way down in the 29th round, Corey Dickerson was also taken in the 2009 wow. draft. So, again, this is like one of those That's things. Where like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then and then uh, Dickie had a couple of nice years for the Rockies. Then it gets included in the trade yeah. to Tampa Bay to bring back Armand Marquez one of the best pitchers in franchise history. So that yeah. 2009 draft is pretty dang solid. And, and especially if you're inclined to go with just top end, like they really only had two picks from this draft hit, but they were Nolan Arenado and Corey Dickerson. The rest of these guys were okay for the Rockies at best. Like we said, one great year out of Matzik, one great year out of Rex brothers right. and then whatever. Um, in let's see in 2012 they, they had another draft like that where you know david Dahl, eddie butler tom murphy were their top three of their top four picks all guys that made it to the big leagues but um it, th there's a depth there i actually do think that 2013 is, is the best draft uh in rocky's history unless again you're just going nolan arenado is trump card they win but it's certainly the draft where they got the most number of picks correctly getting John Gray and Ryan McMahon with their first couple of picks. Uh, Gray is going to have a bunch of franchise records uh, by the time is done. His time is done here. Even if it's after this season, Ryan McMahon's finally looking like the all-star we believed he could be. Dom Nunez was also taken in that draft. Don't forget about guys like Pat Valeka and Mike Talkman who have been major league the contributors. You got to love, you got to love the late night. What Scott AJ? Oldberg, like, <laughs> He's going, he's not having it. Nothing. You gave me a like disgusted look because <laughs> oh I said God. late night. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Valeda. And and that's the thing, like baseball drafts, they're so like, what, do you want to go with the one where they ended up with six big league contributors, none of whom were superstars, or the one where they missed on the vast majority of their picks, including their first, second, and third overall. But with their fourth pick, they drafted arguably the greatest third baseman of all time. So that one wins. Uh, yeah, and a 29th pick that netted them ultimately, arguably the greatest pitcher right. in franchise. You know, and that's the other thing. When, when you land a great, like, you, in, in, like, there's this question, I think, in the NBA. Sometimes people talk about the Nikola Jokic pick, right? Where, like, did the Nuggets get a little bit lucky that the fact that he was there, nobody knew about him, nobody knew what he was going to turn into. In hindsight, we go, what a great pick. But on the night of there was a Taco Bell commercial on the screen and nobody, you know, was going bananas crazy. And it's kind of the same thing. When you get a guy in the 29th round who ends up having a, a 10 plus year career and being a, a plus hitter for it, you just go, okay, but that happens in baseball. You know, Scott Oberg was taken in the 15th round, yeah. um, stuff like that. Herman Marquez was never a top 100 prospect was never considered a top guy when the Rockies acquired him in that deal, it was called the Jake McGee, Corey Dickerson trade. Right. You know, Drew, can I ask a question? Why, no. why, why oh, good. Oh, but real <laughs> yeah, quick, Eric, yes. before you no, ask the question, oh. we've got so many people coming <laughs> in bad. recently in the comments, uh, and they're given their thoughts for abs nuggets. They're confused as to how we are not talking about Nikola Jokic. We already talked about all that stuff. Go listen yeah. to it earlier. They are just a little bit late, but okay. Eric, ask your question to Drew. Why do, why is it, 
important in the world of baseball that you draft 400 guys every year. Why, why is it that uh, baseball players must be gestated over a period of 20 years in order to be able to play Major League Baseball? Yeah, this is a great question, especially because there's a, some evidence to suggest it's probably not necessary to have had 40 rounds yeah. or even 30 rounds in the draft. And there's a debate going on and, and they're they're trying to pare that down a little bit. And I, I think that's... Is, it, is this like a... Is it like a, uh, an industrial military complex where you just have so many minor league teams that you have to stock them? That's part of it. Like you do, you, you know, you need different levels and then you need each one of those levels to be fully stocked with arms. And yeah. so like bullpen guys, like you, and catchers and stuff, like you need a certain number of organizational dudes. But there's also the, the, the real baseball fact of like, it's a, it's a technical skill based game and it's very, very, very difficult to determine, even with the best scouts and analytics and all the best stuff in the world, if a guy's going to be able to hit a 91 mile an hour slider until he sees one and uh, he may not see one till he gets to double A. He may not see one till he gets to the major leagues. And there's just so many stages along the way. You know, can you hit a 94 mile an hour fastball? OK, well, then maybe you can play it single A. Can you hit a 96 mile an hour fastball? that's well located that's a whole other story and it's just baseball finds a way of weeding out the guys, but yeah, it's amazing. You, you'll still see someone like Josh Fuentes who did not get drafted went undrafted through back when there were 40 rounds. And <laughs> still finds that stuff is crazy to me. Into a job. And because what he did essentially was show up on the day and show to the coaches. Oh man, he didn't, none of the technical skills, right. The body stuff didn't look right. The swing didn't look right, but when the 96 mile an hour fastball arrived, he hit it. And, and we all just have to go. So baseball is frustrating in that way. Like you, you think you've got it figured out. Look at Trevor's story right now. You know, the guy swung and missed it. A 93 mile an hour fastball right down the middle to strike out the other day. The runner on third base and, and nobody out. And you just go, how? It, it's, it's a brutal game. It's so difficult. And so it's just, yeah, the, the difference between being okay and good and great in baseball is such a thin margin. And I mean, we did do a podcast, I believe around this time last year, talking about which draft system was the best between all four sports. And I think we talked about how hard, like how hard the NFL is because some of these guys, they have to hit or else they're done compared to, you see with uh, baseball, they have a little more time to really develop um, and same <laughs> with, and same with 20 years. Exactly. Yeah. And same with <laughs> basketball at Denver with the G sure. League team, things will be different. Um, but we did do a podcast. So if you're interested in that, it is some way, I think it was around a year ago um, before the NFL draft. So definitely check so, that out. This is a great example. This is a story Drew Goodman just told on the DNVR Rockies podcast. So everyone should go and listen to that, especially since I gave you some free content earlier. <laughs> but, uh, um Talking about the Houston Astros, right? Considered one of the smartest teams in baseball over the last several years from an analytics standpoint. They kind of tanked on purpose, lost 100 games several seasons in a row so that they could stock up on great, you know, number one overall. They had won one three years in a row in the Houston Astros. Year number one, they drafted Carlos Correa. That's a fantastic pick. The guy's a star player. He's going to continue to be a star player. He's going to get a huge contract. Year two, they drafted Mark Appel, who retired after double A. In year three, 
they drafted a guy named Brady Aiken, who didn't even sign with them immediately over contract issues. And then he couldn't end up back and he ended up getting hurt and he's never made it. They were right about that though. They were right about that. And they got Alex Bregman out of it. But when you look back to three straight years of one, one picks in major league baseball and see that two of them never made it to the bigs, never really got that close. Like that, that's just kind of my, meanwhile, 15th round, Scott Oberg, 29th round, Corey Dickerson, second round, Nolan Arenado. Well, or even the Astros, that 1-1 pick that does work is all a way to save money so they add more money for the other picks. Like Carlos Correa wasn't given as the consensus number one pick in that draft. They draft him to save money on purpose, and he's the guy who ends up working out. You know, it's crazy that way. Yeah, baseball is wild, man. This was a great episode, guys. I really enjoyed this talk. Uh, And it's just so interesting to see past conversations, like past drafts and how they turned out and the effects that they had in Denver sports and these recent drafts that could have a similar effect in the future. Like AJ said last night, we are really, we are possibly in a golden age. I'm going to knock on wood, touch wood, whatever you say, uh, to not jinx that, but we are entering hopefully a golden age or we're already in a golden age of Denver sports. And it's really exciting to see. We're not done yet though. Cause we've got who won the week and I think the abs are going to win, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> they secured a playoff spot for the fourth straight year. Um, I don't know, AJ, if that was going to be your argument, but let's move on to who won the week and then we will be done. But first, Mike and Virginia will work tire, tire, tirelessly. Sometimes words are hard, guys. Tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation, whether you're looking at refinancing your current mortgage or buying a new home. Like I said, Mike and Virginia will make that process as simple and smooth as possible. Plus, they're big Denver sports fans, big Denver Broncos fans. You should check them out. Like I said, supporting our sponsors supports us. Um, visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat when you do. Most impl- importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options. Like I said, dnvrmortgage.com enters you to win a free shirt and hat when you do. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. Getting better. Booyah. All right. Wow. You really nailed that NMLS. 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 Milan wants you out, Eric, and wants Adam. Milan, listen. <laughs> if, you want, if you want Adam, you can get your fill of Adam. Uh, I mean, I understand the desire, Harsh. but I mean, please. Harsh. <laughs> and then we've got, uh, where is it? Where is it? Uh, Max saying, I think a worst draft class in Denver sports history would be fun as hell. I think that Done. I would get yelled at. <laughs> And, and be told that that is a Monday a ass Monday. topic. It's a Monday topic. That is a Monday ass topic. Instead of a Friday one. So I agree that would be an interesting one. Last time I did best worst, everyone did it like the worst one. So I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. Um, Ryan said came in to say McCarr for the Norris. Here's no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. He's a, he's a Norrisman. Um, no doubt. But, okay, I think I got to all the comments. We've got a lot of people here. Hello, DNVR World. Hello from Serbia. Hello from Italy. 
we appreciate you guys all watching. Um, okay. Who won the week? Who did the most? And who did the least? Who was the dog? And who was the beast? Who's in the boat? And who's up a creek? Let's see. Who won the week? Just love it. All right. <laughs> Let's go with Andre first. I think there's an obvious answer this week. Yes, I said that I don't already. Know that you weren't is. listening. <laughs> I don't know that there is. Week. Said I said that. I don't know if you know this, but no, no. <laughs> All right. Um, Andre, go. Yeah, the Broncos win the week uh, because the odds of Mac Jones in the third overall pick by the San Francisco 49ers are uh, only increasing. It's seeming more and more like a lock, which is going to open up the world for the Broncos at the ninth pick or trade up options, whether it's a transcendent tackle in Penesul or two potential franchise quarterbacks in Trey Lance or Justin Fields. It's all working out great for new GM, George. Wow. wow. Oh, you ended that like a newscaster. It did. It's it all did. working wow. out in the end for George Payton. Coming up next at nine. That's, uh, you know, I see people around the company creating fire content on video and stuff. Just got to remind people who the king is, you know. You know. <laughs> We All right, Eric. <laughs> why did the Nuggets win the week? Go. Oh no, hold the on. I've got to reset. No, stop. Go. <laughs> <laughs> the Denver Nuggets oh, won no, the week. Too late. No, too late. You're done. We <laughs> get these fools. <laughs> Go, over, Eric. The now, Denver no, Nuggets won the week. Stop. <laughs> I'm going to pause you again. No. You get to experience no. what poor Brendan Vogt or Harrison uh. Wynn get to experience when he, they have to read ads and you guys won't stop talking. Wow. So, haha, Eric. What? I don't understand. You're no. oh, whatever. Okay. Uh, the Denver Nuggets won the week. Why? Because they had their brother, their one of their uh, core players go down, Jamal Murray. And they've only rallied since then. They've won every game since he has departed, sadly. Um, they have become stronger as a unit. They've learned more and more about themselves. They've changed the style of play. And they have codified into a real title contender. We had eight glorious games where they were a complete team. Then now they are deficient in a different way, but they're learning how to play um, all behind MVP Nikola Jokic, who's only strengthened his case. Um, the Denver Nuggets oh, won sorry, the league because they have Stop. become real. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. Andre, <laughs> hello. I would like uh, some instant oh replay, some robo umps. I'm throwing the yellow flag on the what? Okay. My man. Darko my man. was in here like I've been waiting for half an hour for, for Nuggets discussion. So oh. it threw me off. We talked oh. about them in so this show has been 54 minutes. We talked about them before 20 minutes yeah, into the podcast. Oh, we, we so I'm sorry, Darko, but you gotta go listen back. So I got distracted. Yeah. Sorry. And while we are live, Darko, you can rewind and watch the beginning of the show right now and then get caught up later. It's it's a beautiful thing. Yes. So I'm sorry you haven't had Nuggets discussion just yet, but it happened earlier. Um, Drew. Yeah. He, he said sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> I'm just letting you. I'm just letting you know so that you're aware that you can go listen to some Nuggets talk before the Nuggets pregame show a little earlier in the pod. Uh, All right, Drew, go. Yeah. 
Well, so the Rockies won two baseball games in a row, which technically yeah. counts as a sweep. <laughs> <laughs> who won the World Series not that long ago. And so the Colorado Rockies in the week. Look, they, they won baseball games. The starting pitching has been fantastic. The rest of the team exists, but their their starting <laughs> pitching has been absolutely fantastic. They won two baseball games. They're not going to have a lot of up, uh, other opportunities for DNVR. I'm Drew Creaseman here on this team. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah, I, ha I had to include the ending. I'm sorry, Andre. I'm sorry. Wow. It was 32 I, seconds, but two in a row. Okay. All right, AJ. Why did the Avs win the week? They didn't. The Nuggets did. Yeah, that's right. Stop. What do you mean? The Avs secured the play. Yeah, the, they secured the Avs just took care of, the the just took care of business. The Another day, the Avs have to come for the Avs. Fourth year in a row. Yeah. So what? Making the playoffs. Making the making the making the playoffs is There's step one. There's twelve games left. <laughs> so what? That's great. Yeah, they've That's been awesome. They won the week. No, they, 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 they haven't in lost in regulation Look, since them, when? They've lost they in regulation in 21 games. They were in COVID for the whole week. What are you talking about? They, they played one game. <laughs> they, they won the one game. They they clinched the playoff berth. It was a formality. It was fine. What the Nuggets did without Jamal Murray was significantly more important than what the Avs did this week. I agree that what game. the Nuggets said was important. But I'm just saying, as an Avs argument, there this is, is an Avs argument. Oh, I mean, like, they clinched the postseason. They won their only game. They're fine. Like, they're in fine position. But for who won the week? And as always, I'm going to be honest, it was the Nuggets. What the Nuggets did this week was way more important. Can All I right, have the Avs just so I can catch that dub? Yeah, you can. <laughs> do you want? Do you want me to give you thirty no, more seconds? It feels no. It feels dirty and wrong to, to bail on the Rockies in, in <laughs> one of the few weeks where they're going to have won two baseball games. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to win more baseball games, sure. They're going to do it. I like the positive. Not nearly as terrible as I thought they were potentially going to be. You know, just, they, silver just, linings. They can't, they can't won the week. <laughs> silver linings. Go vote on who won the week on Twitter. Thank you for listening. Go watch DMVR bets daily. They'll be talking about Nuggets bets, Rockies bets, and other stuff. So that's a great show. Rockies podcast coming up. Then you've got Nuggets pregame. Then you've got Nuggets postgame. It is a busy night at DNVR, like it always is. Follow us on YouTube. Give this video a like. Subscribe. All we will see you guys next week. Oh, it didn't work. Nope.